Hi friends, welcome to another episode of Love is Everywhere, the podcast, the show where I give comedians assignments of things that are supposed to make you happier, and then we find out how it went and if it had any kind of uh, that sort of effect on them. Uh, our guest today is Jordan Foisey, who is just incredible, like one of my absolute favorite comedians. Uh, he has a great album out, so please check that out. It's available on iTunes. It's called Standing on the Edge of Unspeakable Anxiety. Highly recommend. I have listened through this album multiple times. I promise you it is well worth your money and time. Uh, he's also a writer for This Hour Has 22 Minutes, so please go watch that and support his work there. Uh, yeah, today we had a fantastic conversation. Uh, we talked about mindfulness and anxiety. That's where his assignment was focused. Uh, so if either of those things appeal to you, you're definitely going to be into this. Uh, if you're based in Toronto and you want to come and check out our live show, it's the third Sunday of every month at Comedy Bar in Toronto. Uh, so you can find tickets for that on comedybar.ca. And yeah, in the meantime, please enjoy this talk with Jordan Foisey. Oh, Jordan Foisey. Hello. Are we starting? <laughs> yeah. Are we started? Okay, great. Hey, Tracy, thanks for having me. Thank you for being here. <laughs> I'm very excited. Like I'm very gonna... rehearsed. Yeah. Uh, thank you. <laughs> just real into it like it's a pool. You know, mm-hmm. like I'm diving in, yep. ready to go. Were you that kid? No, God, no. No, do you step in very... Oh, it takes forever. Yeah, me too. I'm like, ah. It takes like an hour. Everybody else is like already done. Yeah. And, and I, I'm still like splashing water on my stomach to desensitize myself to the cold. Or, yeah. Like, oh my God. I literally went through this <laughs> a week ago in like a kiddie pool. Mm-hmm. It took me ever to go like under the kiddie pool. And then my nephew was like splashing me and I got so, I hate being splashed. Mm-hmm. Oh, me too. Really? Yes. I fucking, can I swear on this thing? Of course you can. Fuck. I fucking hate being splashed. I, I don't hate it. Like, it, like whoever splashes me, I'm like. You're, you're dead to me now. My biggest nightmare yeah. in a pool is being on some kind of floaty device and having somebody as a joke tip over the floaty device. Oh, yeah. You know, it's weird, though. I actually don't mind that one as much. Really? Because it's a surprise. And uh, then you're under and then it's fine. Like, that's the thing. Once you're under the water, it's always <laughs> what fine. What if it's not a surprise? What if somebody comes up and is like, oh, I'm going to do it. Oh, I'm going to do it. Oh, that's annoying. Yeah, that's right? Annoying. If it's that, then I don't like that. But if it's just like, oh, I got you, then I'm kind of like. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for releasing me from my from own my need hell. to control. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> is that what it is? Is it? I think that might be what it is for me. Oh, I was just thought. I was just a coward. No, I think it. I think it's control. <laughs> it's At control least for me. Hmm. I never thought of it. Then that I'm way. like. I say how wet I am. <laughs> hey, I whoa, say when the splashing yeah, happens. Yeah, yeah. Uh, interesting. I never thought of it about it. Yeah, I guess splashing. Yeah, you're right. With splashing, it is like, mm-hmm. it is like, whoa, whoa, whoa. This is yeah. my own journey. Stop exactly. interrupting it with your splashing. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. I decide how long it takes me to get into the water. Yes. Interesting. Yeah. But why does it take me so long to get into the water? Why don't I just get in? Because it's cold? I don't know. Because <laughs> it's cold. Maybe it's just because it's cold. Just temperature based? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We could psychoanalyze the oh, personality compartment. This is how Freud started. He just sat at the pool and was like, I wonder how quickly <laughs> he gets in the water. What did you think of my Freud accent? <laughs> it was pretty good. <laughs> you see that uh, person splashing? He's actually splashing his mother or something like that. <laughs> oh my in a dream logic, everyone splashes all. <laughs> 
I love all of this already. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So we usually start with an honest, how are you? Would you like to go first? Oh, or hell would yeah, you like I'll do an honest, first? how are you? Or how, do, I, do I ask you? How are you? Uh, I'm fine. I, You know what? I'm fine. I had... Um, I had a lot. Of, I had some people over last night, and we hung out, but I didn't sleep very well, and so I'm a little lethar. I, I'm lethargic, mm. so I'm gonna bring the heat. But no, it's okay. It's lethargic heat, which Most- is the worst heat. Lethargic. <laughs> 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 Ooh, pretty lethargic in here. <laughs> and, <laughs> uh, listeners, you couldn't see me, but I was rubbing my arms mm. like it was chilly. <laughs> Ooh, I feel very lethargic in here. Uh, a little lethargic. I'm a little sad because I have mm-hmm. to leave in a week, so I'm mm-hmm. feeling that kind of angle. I get yeah. that. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> lazy and sad. Yeah. You know what? It's not so different from my answer. I think. What's yours? Oh, um, exhausted ah. is definitely part of it. Yeah. I've been like running myself ragged. Why? Um, because that's my mode. Somebody asked me. Yesterday, somebody was like, so you don't have weekends off. When is your weekend? And I just kind of went blank and went, I don't have a weekend. <laughs> is, that by, is that not by choice, but is that by design? Um, in a way. Yeah. Um, but it's also something that I perform automatically. That right. I have to like consciously force myself to like... A, no Relax. exaggeration in my calendar I have to like schedule relaxing time <laughs> like I keep like a very detailed <laughs> color coded calendar and oh, I man. have to block out days I look like I had to find a day off uh, so I looked at my calendar to be when is the next day off that I have it's like two to three weeks from now What? so I went into this day two to three weeks from now and put in like big block letters do no things and then I just have to like guard that day. So you have to against schedule everything. not doing anything. Yes. You have to make it a goal that you do. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then on that day, I'll be like, look at me accomplishing doing nothing. What do you do? Do you just sit like, like just scratching at the couch? Like just like sitting in like a state of like I have, frenzied anticipation? Sort of. I like, I'm very bad at sitting and doing nothing. Right. I. Me too. Me too, actually. It's hard. I'm not very good at, uh, I have to, I, I'm very good at walking around and doing nothing. Yes. I love but, walking. But I also love walking. Yeah. But I think it's because it stimulates my need to have action and forward momentum. Yeah. But then it's also like tranquil and relaxing. How well, are you on the beach? If you were just <sighs> sitting oh, I hate it. in I, the sand I, I on the beach. Go. Me too. I, that's so awesome because I've been. T- I was talking to. I forget who I was talking to yesterday about this, but somebody about like how I feel like I'm bad at summer. Yeah. Because I never do summery things. Like I, I, you know, I like my roommate has like a cottage. He's like, we gotta go out, and I'm like, eh, I don't really want to. And like going to the beach, like when people are like, oh, go to the beach or the pool, I'm like, oh god, what? Just sit. Yeah. Just sit and just sit there in nature. Don't you know that's when they get us. <laughs> 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 yeah, and they can be uh, any doubts, insecurities, uh, the FBI or whatever. Yeah, baby. But, uh, uh, yeah, you're not good at the beach either? No, not hate- at all. Or pools. Like, yeah. I, I even, like, it doesn't have the same effect that walking does somehow. I get in a pool, and I swim around a little bit, and then I'm like, what now? Yeah. Like, well, it's because you're not going there, because walking, I was just reading about this, walking's, like, incredibly good for your brain, um, 
I think there's something about like all these famous philosophers and stuff. They used to always walk Mm -hmm. a lot. There's a lot of heavy walkers. And I think what it does is, oh yeah, this philosopher or this, this, uh, scientist, cognitive, cognitive scientist was saying, there's so much going on in your brain when you're walking because your brain is analyzing where you are, what's around you, mm-hmm. and it's all happening very subtle. So it's 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 like uh, it's a great it's great exercise for your brain because it's it's so much stimulus, so much stimulus, but also like navigating the stimulus and mm-hmm. using it. And because it's like evolutionary, walking was one of our big advantages because yes. we're up, and so it's pretty key to being human. I think it's like. And I always feel like when I'm walking, I can figure out ideas more because I'm like literally moving through the ideas. Like I'm moving forward so I can, I'm not stuck in the idea. I can reach a conclusion Mm -hmm. something. And you can wander around in the idea. Whereas like if you're sitting still, you're so focused on the destination of trying to get to the bottom of it that, yeah, yeah, you're just trapped in it. Whereas like when you're walking is like how people talk about having ideas in the shower. Yeah. You know, it's because you're distracted. You have a t- you have a task, and the task is moving forward, walking. Oh, so what happens in the shower? Yeah, I have lots of ideas. It's because you're distracted. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. If you try and point your focus directly at something, particularly uh, anything creative, right? It's uh, it's impossible. Yeah, it's it's not going to work. It's like trying to flatten Jello. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for saying exactly to that. Um, what was I going to say? Uh, yeah, or it's even the hardest one is when you have to do something creative and there's no real deadline to it. Yeah. Ooh, like all these people are asking me, somebody just messaged me and they're like, can you give me advice on how to write a package? And then I was like, I've never, I got lucky because the job I have, I didn't have to write a package. And if I had to, I don't think I ever would have mm. done it. Because stuff like that, I'm like, I don't know how to do it. Well, I know how to do it, but I don't know how to focus on that. Do you work well when you have, like, structured deadlines for things? Or are you able to oh, harness your deadlines, focus? Yeah. yeah, me too. Like, every time I write an article, what happens is I <clears throat> tell them it's going to be done at this date. Mm-hmm. And then I blow past that date <laughs> and then I give them a new date and then I give it to them like two days later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> after the second, after the second date. So I need the deadline to begin the process, but the deadline's really just, yeah, but I need, yeah, I need deadlines. Structure. I don't need the structure as much. I just need, uh, I need to know that I'm going to get in trouble. Yeah. I think that's what it is. Oh, if I don't get yeah. it done, I'm going to get in trouble. And it like people talk all the time about like, oh, just set a deadline for yourself. And I'm like, that doesn't work because then like who's nobody get, disapproves of it, me. Yeah, who's going to yell at me? Who am I going to disappoint then? Yeah. Oh, my God. That's so true. I never. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Why self deadlines don't work is it's like, well, there's they're not actually real. Yeah. There's no consequences. Yeah. It's, I find. OK, now. This is something that I've been thinking about a lot because we were talking about this a little off air. I've been very focused on uh, my relationship with accomplishing goals. Okay, yeah. And one thing that I've noticed for myself is that uh, I'm not great at little things that need to get done in the day. Like, I'm getting a lengthy to-do list of other stuff done. But things like eating properly, uh, (laughs) like getting enough sleep. Are you messy? Yes, cluttered room. You know, like... uh, yeah, cleaning up after myself. All of these like basic things, I just fall by the wayside. And I, what I connected for myself a couple of days ago was like, 
oh, I think it's because no one praises me when I do those things. Oh, like nobody, nobody's yeah, like, yeah, good job yeah, eating yeah. today. You know, <laughs> good job. Look at you sleeping. Right. Getting enough. So what are you doing? What? You're accomplished. What kind of goal? Are you like planning heists? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, wow, I you're only accomplishing. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. We'll talk about that one later. Um, but like, like big goals. Yeah, or like uh, just anything that isn't. Hmm, it's hard to explain because I what I was going to say there is things that are outside of myself, things that are, but oh, I, but yeah. I also like, and this is maybe a more recent thing in the last couple of years, I've kind of turned this attitude of like my need to do and achieve mm-hmm. and accomplish inward, uh, where I'm applying it to like, uh, personal growth now yes. where, where I'm like, I'm going to be the best at personal growth. Well, I was going to say, that's totally what <laughs> this seems what like. what this podcast <laughs> yeah, is. <laughs> this is just... I'm all about personal growth now. Yeah. I'm going to make... This is how people end up with like weird personal growth empires. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be the next like Tony you're, Robbins. Yeah, you're a goop. You're going you're to end up running like a weird website that's like, make sure you breathe in the oyster shell smell for maximum bathing... Uh, <laughs> Experience. I don't know. I got a lot of water on the mind today. I'm all about water. Mm. Hot out. Yeah. <laughs> You're just thirsty. <laughs> I have water in my hand. Why am I thinking about water so much? Okay, so uh, on that vein, do, we should probably get into your assignment. Please. Um, so you want to. That's also a very funny thing <laughs> that your like personal growth thing is like everyone gets an assignment. Yeah, I know because I have to. I have to make it like <laughs> yeah. homework. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. 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 I know. I'm just like trying to fit all of my uh, feely sensitive nature into my into intellect do you like, feel divide yes between the two very much i uh am a very heady person with a lot of feelings that i don't understand oh i'm like that too yeah my emotions are like like it takes me a while to realize i'm upset yes and i don't know why i'm upset normally yeah i have to kind of like sit and go over things and be like okay i'm feeling an emotion yeah. What emotion am I feeling? And even when I think I figure it out, I'm like, I'm not 100% sure that that's the right one. I normally just get self-destructive. Yeah. That's my... I, I have just, that tendency yeah, as well. Yeah, I just get drunk. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, and then I'm hung over the next day, and then I'm like, ah, peace. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, is this what the Buddha was talking about? Is this enlightenment? So serene, I feel. Mm-hmm. My head just, I'm like, oh. Well, because sometimes it's just exhausting to be inside of yourself. Yeah, so you want to eliminate that. Part. Yeah, so it's yeah. just like anything to quiet. Yeah. Um, speaking of anything to quiet, uh, so I give you a mindfulness assignment. Yeah. Um, a grounding exercise. Loved it. Are yeah? you going to say what it is? Awesome. Uh, yeah, I can explain it if okay, you want. Okay, yeah, so, you explain it. Uh, it's called the 54321 grounding technique. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a technique that's usually used for anxiety. So when you feel uh overwhelmed or a sense of anxiety what you're supposed to do is uh you can do this out loud or in your head depending on what environment you're in um but name five things you see then four things your body is touching then three things you hear two things you smell and one thing you taste yeah uh so this technique is designed 
to it's grounded in mindfulness it's designed to get you out of your head and back into your body your physical body um yeah i've like a lot of the time uh i'll do kind of an altered version of this with myself where uh if i'm feeling overwhelmed or a sense of anxiety or i've just got like thoughts spinning on a loop that i can't get out of i'll just tell myself what i'm physically doing i'll I'll just say to myself, like, you were just sitting on a couch. Interesting. You are. You say it out loud. Like, or if I'm alone, or yeah. in my head, if there are others around, I'll yeah. tell myself, like, you were just sitting in a couch. I just tell myself my physical location. Interesting. You you geolocate yourself. Yes. <laughs> and then it's like I'm not all of these thoughts. I'm not in yeah. all of these fantasy places that I'm spinning right. in my head. This I am is just happened. here. Yeah. I do think about that a lot where it's like how if you're a sort of neurotic person, like do you ever think about, does do you ever does something ever not go wrong and then you think about how it almost went wrong and then you start to think about what it would have been like if it had gone wrong and then you basically feel like it had <laughs> gone wrong? Like in the imaginary thing that didn't happen is basically real. Yeah. <laughs> I, do, yeah. I have to like check on that one a lot because I'll be like, oh man, I don't, this almost happened. Mm-hmm. And then and, and could you imagine if that had happened? And I, I, I can, I'm doing it right now. And then, yeah, I love the, the grounding technique. Yeah. Yeah, it was great. I think I'm going to do it. Well, I say that. But I would like to. The nice thing well, is, though, it's like it's a small thing and it's easy and yeah. it's quick. It only I, takes a minute. Yeah, and it works. Yeah. It left me always feeling uh, lighter. That's great. Yeah. It always like, yeah, it kind of worked. It made me feel like, oh, yeah, nice. Like, things are nice. Mm-hmm. Um, hard to find a smell. Yeah. The that's smells, hard sometimes. The smells were always hard to find. I did have to cheat and go, a uh, general must. Yeah, it's hard. The smell one too, like um, for listeners, if you're trying to do this at home, you if you have to, you can go seek out a smell. Like yeah. you can go and smell something on purpose. But I didn't like doing that one because I felt it was too, <laughs> I like seeking one out. But then my problem with seeking it out was like, but then I'm seeking something out. Yeah. And, and the then, whole idea is to not be seeking and just be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I would be like. <sighs> Yeah. <laughs> just whiffing my apartment. I'm like, oh, my apartment actually smells nice. Yeah. Doesn't smell too bad. Uh, yeah, I really, I did, I did really enjoy. I could see myself using it actually, because mm-hmm. um, sometimes I, I go up and down with uh, marijuana use, mm-hmm. and uh, <clears throat> I probably need to cut back soon, and. I remember the last time I did it, I was in um, in Halifax and I got off uh, work and I was like, I wanted, I was trying to like not smoke and then I could, I was super stressed out and I could feel, it was weird. It was like a pull to go smoke weed. Like it was mm-hmm. like, it was like, I was like walking and just going and my brain was like, don't, don't, you don't want this, you don't want this. And I literally had to like wrench. I it felt like I was literally turning myself around, mm-hmm. like like turning my body not to do it. But I was thinking with this grounding thing, I'm like, I think that would be an effective yes. way to notice the compulsion and then to sort of alleviate it by being like, 
you know. Totally. See, you're like, this is what's going on right now. How do you still feel after that? Because it, it serves the same function that you're looking to get yeah. out of, like, smoking a joint. Be in my body. Just be in your body and just slow down. Slow down. Like, especially if you're an anxious person or yeah. you have, like, racing thoughts. It yeah, sounds yeah, yeah. like you're a person who's, like... Uh, you spin worst case scenarios. Yeah. You know? And yeah, so yeah, yeah. that is so tiring and so exhausting that you can become so overwhelmed by that. And so something like this grounding technique or smoking marijuana is just a way of kind of slowing the pace. Yeah. Well, that's, I, I, <clears throat> my therapist told me that where it's like, the thing you like about smoking marijuana is also the ritual of it. Like it's a, it's another yes. grounding, even though it doesn't seem like it is, then you're all stoned. But it's a process yes. step that you have to do. You have yep. to like feel it. And then you literally breathe, mm -hmm. which is sort of like a meditative thing anyways, except you're breathing mm -hmm. smoke, but you do take big breaths. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, no, it's true. Yeah. It's true. I think about this with smoking. Smoking so therapeutic for people. It's, it's like, and then you have the whole like, sort of oral thing going on to do mm. if we were to get really Freudian about it like mm. you're like putting something in your mouth and then you're lighting yeah, yeah. right yeah, well, yeah it's very, ritual yeah it's, it's ritual. a ritual yeah it's, that's why like with with pot I'm like uh, vaporizers aren't satisfying it takes out all of the fun ritual part yes of like if you have a joint or a pipe like packing the bowl instead of the lighting there's the no choke. physical thing there's to no it. physical yeah, activity yeah. that goes along with it it's just like I press and hold this button like yeah. what am I and doing and then I look at it light up yeah like that's not fun no that's I want an activity. Yeah, and I want I want <laughs> I want a tactile sensation too yeah. like they're so sleek looking and they're like and then and then they just get you so high too. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my god! That... Um, so you liked the grounding technique. Loved it. You found it useful. Yeah. You would do it again. I may use it. Would you recommend to others? Yeah, I mean, if you have, if yeah, if you have racing thoughts, as you said, mm -hmm. sort of negative self-talk, it's a good way to get out of it. Mm -hmm. I just thought it was really. I just thought it was nice. If yeah. that makes any sense, it was. It was very. Um, it was just sort of just left me feeling good. Well, also like the it has the quality of any mindfulness technique or activity where there's no value judgment being made. In what way? What do you mean? Like uh, the whole idea of mindfulness is that you are just observing and making no judgment. So, for example, like you're listing five things you see, you're not judging those five things. Right, right. Right? You're oh, not that... you're not being like this is a pleasant thing, this is an unpleasant thing. See, but here's but I will say You may automatically. Yeah, I was if, say, if you're the one, a person who does that, but because there was I was doing it in my apartment, right? So it was mm -hmm. like a little like not the there there was certainly the the voice was happening. Mm -hmm. The critical voice of like Oh, nice apartment, dude. <laughs> uh, and even like sort of the humorous voice. Mm -hmm. But that's just that's just something that it's takes gonna, a lot of practice before that happen. goes away. Yeah. I did this like <clears throat> very intense mindfulness class last year. Yeah. Uh, where it was like a it was a three hour class once a week uh, for like six weeks, and you had to do. 
a three hour class, three hour class. And you had to do a one hour meditation every day as well. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> Um, yeah, it was, it was a lot. <laughs> so do you find when you do these things, because we're kind of talking about, did they, do they work? Do you um, feel less anxious now? Uh, yeah. You know what I think is like, it's not like any of this stuff or any of this, these techniques alter my state in any fundamental way. Right. It's more that these are tools uh, that expand my tool belt for dealing with unpleasant things. Right. So, so instead of <clears throat> self-destructing. Yeah, exactly. Because I definitely like, I share that I have yeah. a, a tendency to, I will self-destruct. I yeah. will get in my own way on purpose yeah. and self-sabotage over and over and over again. And uh, like, will repeat patterns of making the same mistake over and over again. Yeah. And uh, so I need to have these tools and to like force myself to use them to pull myself out of that and right. force myself in a more positive direction, which I've been much better about in the last couple of years. Uh, but historically uh, no. that was a big problem for me. And I guess it's always a process too. And yes. I guess thinking about it, I just wonder it's like, cause it's like you have to, f <clears throat> it's like uh do you ever worry? Okay, so you're doing this class. Do you ever worry? You know, like, is this bullshit? Like, when does that voice come in your head where you're like, is this snake oil? What's going on here? Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Oh, okay. Like, because I'm also uh, a skeptical person. Right. And, but you just have to kind of suspend that and also change your framework of the value judgment you're putting on bullshit. Yeah. Right? Where it's like the instinct of like, is this all bullshit? Uh, who cares if it's bullshit? Yeah, that's true. Because it's also like my brain will be like, is this bullshit? But then I'll have, but then like five beers, mm -hmm. my brain's not like, right. is this bullshit? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like what? And like if you, if you can pull anything of value from it, then, then it wasn't it. wasted time. Right. Right. right? Um, like, uh, the same attitude can be applied to criticism, right? Maybe like somebody, some hacky idiot comedian is yeah. trying to give you a suggestion yeah. on some of your material and you're like, this person's an idiot, Yeah. but somewhere in their ramblings is going to be something, some kernel of something that is useful. Oh yeah. That happens. So it's still worth listening to the idiot. That happens to me all the time. Whenever somebody gives me a tag or comment on mm. a joke, I'm always like, fuck off. And then like two days later, I'm like, ah, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. There's always a, something in there you can use. So like with that mindfulness class and stuff, like I, I wish mm -hmm. that I could say like, oh, I started meditating for an hour every day and right. I'm just so mindful and in tune with my body and spirit or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, <laughs> But that's that's not how it went. Yeah. Um, it's more that I've pulled some things from that experience and that class that I can apply and to my daily the, life. Like they're still on your tool belt. They're still as on my tool belt. Oh. And also, I did have one experience with that class that, uh, that opened my eyes to new possibilities of how thinking can affect my physical state. 
Wow. In what way? Well, because this class, um, there are lots of these kinds of classes in Toronto, and, and you can find them. The one that I did um, is uh, Meditation for Health. Okay. Uh, so it's designed for people with chronic illnesses um, or uh, mental health stuff. If it, There were people in my class who suffered from anxiety as well. Um, but yeah, I uh, went to this one because I have a, like a, a chronic illness yeah. and chronic pain. Um, and it was a very interesting shift of perspective on how I looked at my pain experience. Because when you're doing these like body scans and stuff, you know, you're just like feeling yeah. your physical body yeah. and the mindfulness concept of not applying judgment to it, just having um, it. not being like, this is a painful experience, just this is an experience oh. or changing your framework of being like, uh, uh, how do I put this in good terms? I'll use temperature as an example. Right. So uh, say you're feeling cold. Um your temptation is to be be like, oh, I'm cold. It's uncomfortable, like that kind of thing. But the mindfulness way of looking at it is this is the experience of being cold. Wow. And just be curious about it. Interesting. Right? Instead of placing a the, judgment. The judgment is so, the judgment, yeah, I guess I never thought about how the judgment is, what we think of being cognition as having thoughts is like, mm-hmm. there's judgment built into yes. it already. Like thinking something like, oh, that hurts. There's a value judgment there. Yes. Not to say like pain isn't real, but no, no, but but, uh, the, but you can, yeah. It was a, a new way of looking at oh, that's unpleasant cool. experience. But yeah, just this is the experience of being cold. So like one day I'm gonna cover myself in a bunch of hot shit. Yeah, and you're gonna be like, this is the experience of being covered in hot not, shit. Neither bad nor good. Yeah, just just be curious just about covered. it. Just I hmm. am very curious how I got in this position. <laughs> Full disclosure, I'm pretty curious about what's happening here. Whose shit is this? Why is it so hot? Also, like, if you're covered, it's probably more than one person's. Well, that's what I'm thinking. Um, I'm thinking a tank. Oh, man, that's like a metaphor for have you ever done a? Have you ever done a flotation tank? Yes, I did. Did you like it? I did. I don't like it. No? What did you not like about it? I couldn't get out of... The f- I kept being like, well, here I am, floating in this tank. Mm-hmm. I never had... You had the sitting on the beach mentality. Yes. Yeah. I was sitting on the beach still, except instead of sitting on the beach, I was floating in goo. Yeah. Because it doesn't feel... <laughs> it ain't water, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I I enjoyed it. It took me a while mm-hmm. um, to let go. Did, did you do it more than once? I only did it once. And you were able to let go in that one time? A little, but it took a while. And right. uh, like... Uh, but there were things about it that once I was able to connect to those things that I really enjoyed for one thing, like I had always pictured it, I think like, uh, like how they do the float tanks in the Simpsons episode where it's like being in a little coffin, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, but it's actually like a big giant tub and uh, like, I'm a pretty like small yeah. person. I'm a, a short yeah. and petite. And so uh, the feeling when, when I closed my eyes and just let myself float around in this tank, the feeling of smallness that like I could push off of one end of the tub and it would feel like I was floating forever before I hit the other side of the tub. So I had fun doing that. I think that that comes back to what we were talking about, about walking and needing a distraction. I wasn't able to just float and let go. I had to 
push myself off the one edge and then push myself off the next edge and just push myself back and forth in the the tub before I was able to let go. I found sometimes I'd be disorienting. Like it was kind of neat where I would open my eyes and I was in a, I was facing another way than I had been before. Cause it feels like you're like floating in space. Yeah. It's, there's some sort of, what about acupuncture? I've done acupuncture. Did you like that one? It was fine. Yeah, it was fine. I pretended to be asleep. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> everyone falls asleep, right? With acupuncture. Or a lot of people fall asleep. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Am I going too freewheel on this bad boy? No, oh, not at all. This God. is exactly what this whole okay, thing is. Okay, sweet. So I yep. did acupuncture and everyone's like, oh, yeah, I fell asleep immediately. And I was mm-hmm. like, okay. And so then I went to the place and I was student acupuncture. So maybe not the best acupuncturist. Mm-hmm. But then I just, they put all the stuff in me and then I just sat there and I, I would like open one eye <laughs> and be like, yeah, and then pretend to be asleep when she would walk by. And I'm just like sitting there not sleeping in covered in needles. <laughs> I, I just have a tendency to find it very difficult to do anything like that that requires me to relax or turn off my mind. Right. So things like meditation. Yeah. So how do you meditate? Very difficult. Are you doing the whole thing of like gently push a thought away? No judgment on that thought. Are you able to do that? Trying. Trying. Um, I should meditate far more often than I actually do. How often do you meditate? Um, not very often anymore. Okay. I was good about it when I was doing that class. I kept up with it the way that I was supposed to for the most part. Yeah, because you could um, have gotten in trouble. Because I could have gotten in trouble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? I had homework. Meditation yeah. homework that it's I like had to be completed, like, and that I was going to be expected to report on my experience when yeah. I got to the class. Yeah. But because nobody is like the eating and sleeping and stuff like that, nobody's patting me on the back, being like, "Good job meditating today." Yeah. You just gonna um, do it for you. It's just for me, so it doesn't get done very often. But when I do, uh, I do find it helpful. There was something that they, uh, I used the Headspace app for a bit. Yeah. And he said something that I go back to sometimes, which is like, they. Picture yourself in like a lawn chair staring at a highway that you're just like watching the traffic. You're not a part of the traffic if the traffic is your thoughts. Oh, and these are your thoughts, right? Yeah, yeah. The traffic is your thoughts and you're not like chasing any of the cars. Yeah. You're just watching the cars pass. My friend told me something similar, but it was about, it was with clouds. Mm-hmm. The watching sky. the clouds. Yeah, I've yeah. heard it also is like, um, take the thought, put it on a ship and send it out just to sea. Like you're putting them on little paper boats. And then what's, that's what's, that's what's so scary though when you reach these, when you reach that and you're like, well, what am I if I'm not these thoughts? That's what I was just thinking. <laughs> right? Because mm-hmm. like, there's so many thoughts. You're like, well, that's what I am. And then, yeah. and then you realize you're like, well, no, those aren't even anything. Mm-hmm. They're just my brain going like, beep, 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 yep. beep. So then I'm like, well, what am I? Yeah. What like is there? You, when you can get to the point where you realize, like, oh, I'm not my thoughts. I'm the thing observing my thoughts. Yeah. But then you're like, what, what is that is, thing? Yeah, what is that? <laughs> what like, kind of thing am I? Who am I? Yeah. I know. Well, we've just, like, that's just a human thing. We've built up all of this ego and uh, construction right. and the way that we perform our personalities and stuff. So our identity is all wrapped up in that. And then right. yeah. we don't really know how. What the what actual else, experience? What's outside of that? Because I guess what is just us is the sort of experiencing. Yes. That is, if there's anything yeah. that's us. I've heard it referred to as like essence. Right. Or like, uh, this might not be an appropriate word for some people, but like spirit. 
right, right, is a right. good way of putting yeah, it, I think. Yeah, spirits are nice. Spirits are right. Like, I mean, it doesn't have to have the religious connotations. I, no, I don't think be... spirit, it's just like... That, that, that essence. That thing that, that, is, that... It, that is you, but not human. Yeah, that's just there. Yeah. Yeah. Just the thing that's behind your thoughts observing Do them. Do you ever think... This is a very nihilistic thought. Okay, throw it at me. Do you ever think that consciousness was is like a horrible accident of the universe and it's like we tr- we're spending all our time trying to make meaning out of it but it's just a weird design fluke of like some stuff happening and then like when humanity's done there won't ever be consciousness again and it was just this weird little thing that happened in the grand scheme of the universe you know what i i think that and have different <laughs> di- i think a, a different opinion about that let's hear it perhaps uh so yeah, I totally believe that like the fact that we exist and that we process consciousness in the way that we do is just a complete random set of circumstances yeah. that like various scientific reactions happened and then it just kind of flew us into this way and I don't necessarily believe that well I don't think I believe that consciousness carries on after we die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um but I also uh, don't think there's anything wrong with that, and find that kind of beautiful. Yeah, it can go either. It can go either way. Right? It doesn't have to it's be like, negative. Uh, it, it's either like nothing means anything, mm-hmm. or like everything means everything something. means something. Mm-hmm. Then, mm-hmm. and that's how I kind of see it. Yeah, it is definitely. It's the. I mean, it's the ultimate glass, half full, half empty. Totally. It's like our existence is meaningless. But that means you can make it meaningful. Yes. Because there's no preordained meaning. There's nothing. I guess I just had, this isn't, so one of my family members has gotten sick uh, this summer. I'm sorry. Oh, thank you. And, uh, but it has really made, it's been, I like, I have a lot less, patience now with um sort of like pause i'm like super nihilistic not nihilistic Mm -hmm. right now i don't really get like that anyways but it it is like this isn't but it is sort of like i'm like like um like when people are like oh you you gotta there's meaning or stuff like that i'm always like fuck off Mm -hmm. like right now and i know there's like eventually you can get meaning out of it or whatever but Mm -hmm. but uh yeah, I don't know quite know where I was going with that, but no, I understand. <laughs> and like when you're when you're faced with things like that, it does it shifts your perspective. Yeah, and it's very much like, I mean, I guess I don't really know how I'm processing it either. <coughs> it's uh, it's pretty wild, but uh, yeah, I guess it made me it made me super like was sort of um, it's made me very very skeptical of everything mm-hmm. now which I wasn't really before yeah I remember um a few years ago uh a childhood friend of mine passed away yeah and um he was one of my cousin's best friends yeah and me and that cousin are also very close and like the three of us all went to the same school in the same grade and and then uh so this was a friend who like my cousin and I him and I hadn't seen this friend much over many years, like our lives just kind of separated. Oh yeah. And, uh, I, uh, my, 
my cousin, I don't think was outwardly processing his reaction or like feeling experience of losing this person. Yeah. And I remember talking to my aunt, his mother, and she was just distraught and was so concerned. And she was like, I just wish that he had a sense of faith so that he could be comforted in knowing that this friend is still here and is going to heaven and, and all these things. And uh, like, I just wish that he had a faith to draw on because he doesn't have that. And I just wish that he had that coping tool. And uh, what I said to her was like, uh, that, uh, regardless of that, like you can still have, uh, coping tools that are not rooted in faith and still a sense of, uh, eternity just based in science of like, even if you you don't don't believe in any God, you don't believe in faith, you don't believe in an afterlife. If all you believe in is science and what we can measure here on earth, uh, then part of those scientific principles is that like energy cannot be created or destroyed and we are powered by energy. Therefore, when we die and the energy disappears from our body, that energy does go into something, into everything. So we are still existing objectively everywhere all around us all the time. And I also like the idea of it sort of, you know, because if time exists, we the way we experience time versus the way time actually exists, where it's like, a, so it's like basically your life is always happening. Yes. It's always going to be happening. It already happened and it's already going to happen forever and again. Like it's always going to be happening. So, I mean, that's comforting. <laughs> it is comforting. In, sort of in its own horrifying way, way isn't it? <laughs> yeah. That'll be, that'll, when I do the mindful, uh, when I do the technique, that's what mm-hmm. I'll do. I'll be like, I smell my life happening. <laughs> <laughs> I taste eternity. <laughs> I taste the eternal recurrence. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, it was, well, what is it? Is there more to that? Is, is there a bigger, um, with the assignment, mm-hmm. is there an expanded version of that? Uh, like what would be like the next level to take that to? Yeah. What would be, yeah. What would I like, like name 40 things you see? No, um, that tool would only be useful the way that I, that it was given. Um, if you wanted to go more into other mindfulness practices, then I would say, uh, body scans would be next. What's that? Um, that's a meditation where like, uh, you really take your time with it. Like yeah. ideally this would take you like 45 minutes to okay. an hour to complete. Yeah. Um, where you just start at your toes and you just like, pu- you're trying to like put your mind in your toes. I'm trying to do that right now. Right. Of like, just <laughs> d- don't, you don't have to move your toes. No judgment on how your toes feel. Just try to experience like. And you go really slow. So not even toes, pinky toe. Just pay attention to your pinky toe. Send your mind to your pinky toe. What's going on? What's going on in that pinky toe? No judgment on it. Just being curious about it. What's up, pinky toe? Wow. What's going on? Pinky toe's probably like, man, shit's crazy. Right? (laughs) Nobody (laughs) ever asks. I'm so important to your foot (laughs) and your balance. No one gives a shit about me. It's all about knee. It's like, what about pinky toe? So you just move through your body that way that slow where have you done this yes 
Okay. This was what the hour long meditation that was, oh, a, was a body part scan. of that class was okay. a body scan. Okay. Um, if, uh, if anybody listening is interested, you can learn like, uh, all about pretty much all of what that course went through in the book, full catastrophe living. Oh. Ugh, I stumbled through that full catastrophe living. Cool. Um, that book is all about mindfulness practice and, uh, will take you through like how to do a body scan and right. things like that. That would be a next level to take this to if you want to incorporate more mindfulness stuff into okay. your life would be to get a copy of that book. Full Catastrophe Living. Full Catastrophe Living. Um, Who's about? I totally forget the other, and okay. I feel terrible. Let's just make one up. But <laughs> Dean Lechenafun. <laughs> yeah. Oh, nice. excellent, excellent. Lee Lechenafun. Lee Lechenafun. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't sound like a real name. <laughs> That's really far away from being any sort See, of fake name. This is the thing, though. Anytime I'm forced to make up a name. This is why every character I've ever been in any improv scene has been ridiculous. Wait, you take an improv and that's your character name yes, that you came up with? that's the thing. I can't oh come up with God. actual human names on the spot. I come up with totally what? ridiculous, nonsense okay, Jewish come up with names another name. that have never been a name for any person in the world. Okay, I'll come up with a name, then you come up with a name. Okay. Okay. Um, Tony Resizio. Uh John Carlson. Yeah, that was not bad. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's less a talent and more just a confidence thing. Yes. I can see in your eyes, you're like, what are names? <laughs> it is confidence. Yeah. It is definitely confidence. Yeah. Uh, Pablo, I think I tried too hard with my names. Pablo mm-hmm. Brunet. Oh, yeah. that's a nice name. I, You know what? That is I'm Pablo Brunet. That's a nice name. Okay, one more fake name. I want to <laughs> give me one more fake name. This is really funny. To me. Uh, <laughs> I won't look. I won't like look. I literally can't. Uh, uh, Melissa Richardson. <laughs> They're so bad. <laughs> They're oh my so god! Bad. You better never be a fugitive. You're gonna get busted immediately. You know what? Okay, if I if I am a fugitive. Uh, I will just have to get somebody else to come up with all of my fake alias names. Well, then you have I, to kill that person. But I do rock the shit out of a disguise. Oh, so you have, okay, yeah, so you need I a partner. Blend. I just need a partner to name me. So That's you're going to disguises, but not names. Yeah. And authorities are looking for Pam. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Seen here wearing a floral scarf. Yes. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> obvious prosthetics. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Uh, well, well, we could just do another like 15 minutes of us just <laughs> coming up with fake names. Oh, I love it. I love it. <laughs> okay, so uh, how do you think that mindfulness practice could be useful for you in your life? Uh, just kind of what I was saying, where it's like <laughs> to avoid um, self-destruction. Yeah, just <laughs> not, as, a, as, as an anchor. Yeah, and I I shouldn't make it seem like I'm like, like it's self it's self self sabotaging is better. I mean, it yeah. is like basically like drinking too much, and uh, mm-hmm. but I don't want to make it sound like it's dangerous anyway. I don't. No, no, I think I think we all understand that. that yeah, like yeah, it, it's not a catastrophizing thing. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like there are ways that all of us self-destruct yeah. and self-sabotage. And so it's kind of like that's that. that's a familiar experience to most people, I think. Yeah, it's kind of like that where it's like just sort of being able to pro- maybe just being able to process emotions. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, that makes sense. Because it's like, oh, these are the things you're sensing right now. And then it's like, oh, this is what I'm maybe then 
sort of the feeling mm-hmm. that I would have would come up. I think, I think it's, I think it, so it's like, <clears throat> when I was talking to my therapist about smoke too much pot, she's like, well, whenever you feel the compulsion, you just take a moment and then see how long or wide you can make that moment mm-hmm. between the, the, the wanting of the thing and then the doing of the thing. See yeah. how long you can stretch that out. Mm-hmm. And I could see that moment taking more of the shape of, uh, oh, like doing the five yeah. things, right? I think that's where, where it could help. Is it, yeah, any like coping behavior that we have, whether it's like healthy or unhealthy, mm-hmm. um, those are all things that we have learned to do because they perform a function, yes. right? Like they serve a purpose. Yeah. They satisfy a need, in some way. So with the unhealthy ones, it's just a matter of trying to like swap them out for things that are healthier. Yeah. And uh, like, I don't know, that's what I've been working on slowly over the last many years has just yeah, been was... taking all of my self-destructive compulsions, all of these, like I still had a tool belt before, but all yeah, of the yeah. tools were things that were not good. Like an empty Mickey bottle. Right? It's just a mess. Yeah, just yeah, a yeah, mess. Yeah. So now it's just like swapping out when I identify, oh, I have this unhealthy tool right. that I use for this, what healthy tool can I put in its right. place? It's like replace the maxed out credit card with hummus. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> They're all just hummus. Yeah, Every tool just, is hummus. just surrounded by hummus. Is she crazy lately? She's literally, literally is covered in hummus. Hot hummus. <laughs> Why is it so hot? <laughs> Why am I covered in hot, hot hummus? <laughs> My roommate, I just had to clean my goddamn fridge because I had people over yesterday and my, fuck it. My roommate needs to do this shit. You ever like see somebody and they're so clearly prisoner to their, co- yes, oh my to God. their compulsions. Oh my yeah. God. My roommate literally ordered a fucking McCain's deep dish cake mm-hmm. off of the internet. Like how did, like mm-hmm. he Uber, Uber eated a fucking McCain. Yeah. And there's like so much hummus in our fridge that he gets because he's like hummus time. I'm gonna yep. be better now. It's like all expired. It's like full. Yeah. Oh my god. He's uh, yeah. My roommate's a fucking disaster. No, he's okay. He's just like yeah. the messiest person. It's wild. I've had to do like a lot of purposeful work to not engage with people who are really wrapped up in their compulsions. Oh really? Oh yeah. Because my drive is to to help them, to fix them, to take them on as a project. Oh, you're a fixer. Mm -hmm. I'm a listener, but I'm not a fixer. I'm a fixer big time because I'm, (laughs) I'm so goal oriented myself. Oh, you can't help it. And so structured, I can't help it. And I see so clearly how like like this system could be applied to, to this person. And then that would help them out of whatever thing they're in. But it, uh, it's been like part of my work to realize like you don't have to do that. that I don't have to do that. And if they aren't trying not, to do it themselves, there's no point. It's not going to work. Yeah. I like I've done that in romantic relationships a lot. Right. Where, oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Checks and out. a lot of the time, like it's not something that I do on purpose. You know, it's oh, not yeah, like these are all this the... is all stuff that's just happening on autopilot. Yeah, I don't yeah, even yeah. realize that I'm doing this until like it's time to leave. Yeah. The relationship, and, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, and, if I woke up to that earlier, then I wouldn't have stayed in it. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I'm not really a fixer, but I do have a lot. I'm a, I would say I'm more of a listener, though. Mm-hmm. I do really listen to people. Mm-hmm. A lot of empathy, and then I'm like, well, you're on your own, see you later. <laughs> yeah, but that's, that's the better way to do it. I think it is. Because people, like, uh, the better way to assist somebody is not to, like, insert yourself into their life and try to fix their problems. It's yeah. just to let them know that they've been heard and seen. Yeah. And then it's their responsibility to do their own work. And then it's because then, well, also, so with my roommate, right, my rent's really good. So I kind of don't want him to fix his compulsions Mm because then he'll move in with his girlfriend and then I'm fucked. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So I got to go the other way. I got to sabotage him slightly. (laughs) This is what's happening here. Um I'm not a fixer. I'm a sabotager. I'm mm. a saboteur. <laughs> <laughs> per, Jordan Voice, personal saboteur. <laughs> Did you know? So the word sabot or the word sabotage comes from, I think it's Italian. It's like sabot or whatever. It means shoe. These wooden shoes that they used to put in the gears of factories because they were being replaced as workers. So they mm. would take off, they would sabotage, they put their shoe in the gears, like fuck up the machines anyways. Anyways, I'm going to put my wooden shoe in into, people's the people's <laughs> gears. into people's gears. Into the gears of their life. <laughs> I really took that metaphor for a walk on that one. Uh, walk in your wooden shoes. Yeah, walk in your, yep. walk a while in wooden shoes. Um, <laughs> what's, what? Yeah, I, uh, I, I, um, I do think it'll, I mean, I don't know. I always get, I guess the hard part is, I mean, I guess this is true with everybody, you know, you get, so I was doing pretty good stuff. And then this summer I kind of fell off a bit, but th- it always feels like that, you know, it never yeah. feels like, I guess it never is done. No. Being a person is never done. It's not done. Until, and it's, like, until it's very done. This visual <laughs> that you're doing is very helpful. So I want to try to describe that for oh, the yes. listeners yeah. of like, like a line graph that kind of goes up and down and the yeah. line sort of dips and then it goes up again and then it goes down again. And I think people uh, visualize like a healthy trajectory as just being a line that continues to ascend right. and continues to go up. And that's just not how human experience works. Right. Of course. And uh, like, uh, yeah, you will cycle in and out of your healthy state, your unhealthy state, all in a day it's just you just bounce around from minute to minute different um and the goal is just that uh your kind of homeostasis like your just resting state is decently healthy and it's slightly better and then slightly better over time and the lows don't get so exactly so protracted. even though the line will continue to wiggle and wane, yeah. if you look at it, if you zoom out of the graph, the wiggle and waning, it's still going in an upward trajectory. Was that the name of this podcast? Wiggle and wane? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> hey, no, that's dope. our name as a duo. Oh, sweet. Yeah. I'm Wiggle and she's Wayne. <laughs> 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 we gotta get out of here. Wait, load the truck. We gotta get out of here. They did not like what we were selling. <laughs> Wiggle and Wayne. <laughs> My life in forty chapters. <laughs> oh man, Wiggle oh, wow. and Wayne. What a duo. <laughs> so, how do you feel? Do you feel good? Right now. Yeah. Yes. About what we've talked about, do you think that we've missed anything you wanted to touch on? 
about the assignment or anything? No, I, I mean, I guess it's always a question with these things of, and I mean, it sounds like you struggle with this as well. Like, mm-hmm. how do you make them stick? Yeah. How do you not just, instead, and like, because I just think I'm like, oh, what a good way to use my attention instead of just looking mm-hmm. at my phone. Right? Yeah. Like, that's, I think that's why so many people are on their phones right now. Yes. Because it's like, obliterate me. Like it's it's the, like, they want to get out of their mind. Yeah. But they don't, like, the the key is transferring that instinct of, like, you want to get out of your mind, so you put yourself in some kind of external experience. Yeah. Instead, it's you want to get out of your mind, so get inside of your body. <laughs> ah, it's true. What a good way to phrase that. The escape route was always there. Yeah. We're in it. You're in it. You're, You're in literally the walking pod. around in yeah. it. Like, it's it. what you live in. Oh, buddy, I That's never the realized. Escape pod. Buddy, you're, you're a fucking in, sweet ride. You live in the escape pod. Wow. You want to get out of your head? Get into your body. Get, to get out of your head, get into your body. One, two, three, four. Right? <laughs> wiggle and Wayne. <laughs> wiggle and Wayne. Wayne and wiggle. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we end by me giving you a genuine compliment. Oh, my God. That's awesome. <laughs> okay, let me hear it. So let I me think here. because so I hate I, praise. I don't come up with them in advance. I just go with what I, okay. what I feel. It's a... Worse right. or better than your names? Oh, <laughs> I hopefully better. Uh, your socks match? <laughs> okay. Um, so the live show that this podcast uh, came out of, mm-hmm. I started maybe like a year and a half ago. Um, and immediately you were one of the very first people that I wanted to get on it. It's unfortunate timing that you also run a show that happens at the exact same time. So it's never worked out that it's way. It's never going to happen. But yet. I, uh, as soon as this became a podcast, I was like, oh, I absolutely have to get Jordan on. I want to talk to him about this all so badly. Um, and I think it's because I see, I see an empathy and a sense of connection in you and the world uh, that that really resonates with me. And I love your comedy and your work and your writing um, in a very personal way where like, uh, you know, like sometimes you consume art or you consume comedy and it's like an enjoyable experience and it has the expected response in comedy terms, laughter. Um, <laughs> But uh, your comedy does that really beautiful thing where it kind of like reaches inside of me and stirs shit around. Oh, my God. Um, and uh, so, yeah, I've just admired you for a long time. Oh, my God. And I have been really looking forward to having this conversation with you. Oh, wow. That's so nice. I literally got nervous in the middle of that. I'm like, this is so nice. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. That's really appreciated. You're welcome, Wiggle. Uh, Wayne, you're all right. (laughs) Cool. All right, well, to the listeners, go be nice to yourself and remember that love is everywhere.